paraphernalia all over the place, but uh, there ain't much room on this thing. And so, John chapter number one is where we're going to be this morning. And uh do want to say uh, Merry Christmas or Merry Christmas Eve, I should say, uh, to everybody. And um, this, this thing is just not going to work for me. So I'm going to keep talking while um, I move this. But um, if you have not already done so, um, and um, uh, we, we need you to go check the box, okay? So there's a bunch of Christmas cards in there if you've not already got any. Uh, maybe you checked it last week, um, but uh, some other people put some stuff in there. Um, if you could check that for us, um, because the leftover cards, um, we're not, we're not going to look up your address and mail it to you, and, and there's really no sense in getting a Christmas card three weeks after Christmas is over. And so um, if you could grab those, that would be a, a tremendous help to clear out the uh, box back there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, out there to the, um, uh, out in the foyer, if you go out the side of the church and to the right, um, uh, by the entrance to the bathrooms, there is a, a big box, and it's all by alphabetical order by your last name. And uh, if you could check those, that would be a, a, a big help to kind of get those um, uh, get those cleared, uh, cleared out. And uh, thank you for all those that uh, do cards and, um, and Merry Christmases. And so we certainly appreciate that and uh, appreciate uh, you. Appreciate the breakfast this morning and the people that, uh, uh, that put in uh, the work to, to decorate and to, to make food and, um, and to be able to um, be able to enjoy the fellowship together. And uh, had a, a few more than we expected, so the kitchen area got a little little crowded and uh, so we kind of overflowed over there into the fellowship hall uh, but had a good time of fellowship and so thank you for uh, all those that brought stuff and um, all those that uh, prepped and uh, and got things ready. I know I say it a lot uh, and I'm going to say it a lot more uh, but when you walk in the door and you see everything decorated and plates out and cups I just didn't and this didn't happen overnight because we wanted it to, okay? Uh, somebody actually did that. And so, um, so thank you for prepping, getting all that ready. Thank you for those that clean up. And, um, and so that is, if you're, if you're ever looking around and you say, well, I want to I wanna do something, but there's not, there's, I promise you, there's always something to do. And, uh, and you, can, you, can, uh, you can help with any of those things, and uh, that would be a big... A uh, big help and a big blessing. So we're going to do things uh, a little bit different this morning. Uh, we are uh, going to have a message. Uh, going to have our invitation as normal. And then uh, we're going to do a uh, candlelight. And so um, what I'm going to ask you to do is, um, uh, right after the invitation is over with, um, and uh, we've got one presentation uh, this morning, right after that's over with, I'm going to ask you if you have kids or if you have babies that are over in the nursery or the children's uh, ministry, I'm going to ask you to go and get them and bring them back in. We're going to have a candlelight, and, uh, and then we're going to um, sing a couple songs and be dismissed. Okay, so that is the plan uh, this morning. So, can I, let, me, let me say this and reiterate it. If you have a child that you don't think can hold a candle... Don't let them, okay? Uh, if you're like really shaky and you don't feel like you need to hold a candle, we're talking about real fire, okay? And so uh, these are not, you know, LED candles. And so um, just, um, just, just, be, just be careful, and um, I know it'll be no problem. Uh, just, uh, just kind of, uh, um, I want to make light of that. I just want to make sure that we're careful uh, with that. But uh, we'll, we'll be handing those out. You don't have to go get them. We'll be handing those out. We'll be lighting them and, um, and then singing a couple, um, uh, a couple Christmas songs and being dismissed. No services tonight. Uh, no evening service tonight. So enjoy uh, at home with your family uh, for Christmas Eve. And, uh, and so we are certainly uh, excited uh, about uh, 
celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I said this at the Christmas party, at the adult Christmas party. Um, uh, I spoke at the adult Christmas party. I spoke at the joy Christmas party. Um, I spoke, uh, I'm speaking now, and that's just this year. So this year, this coming year, 2024, will be here 15 years. Let me tell you something. You preach on Christmas three or four or five times a year for 15 years, there's only so much you can say about Christmas, okay? And uh, so we're doing that once again, but shocker of all shockers, we're not in Luke chapter 2, okay? We're in John chapter number 1, because I want to just share with you um, the storyline of Christmas. What is the storyline of Christmas? What is Christmas, is all, what is Christmas all about? And, uh, and you can take all of, the, all, all, all of the story in Luke chapter number 2 and in the book of Matthew. And, and uh, you, can, you can look at all of the, uh, the story about the manger and the story about Mary and Joseph and, and the angels. And you can, you can take all these things and add them up and it's part of the Christmas story. But if you miss the focus of the Christmas story, then none of the rest of it matters, right? If you miss the focus of uh, what Christmas is all about, whether that be uh, what we find in the Bible or some of the things that we talked about. Matter of fact, uh, we, we were talking about some of the things uh, about Christmas and what Christmas means to us. And we used uh, just uh, speaking one word, right? We did that, uh, I believe it was Sunday night, last Sunday night. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was family and faith and uh, love and eternal life. All these things that we talked about when it comes to family or when it comes to Christmas uh, and uh, the themes and the key words of Christmas. But obviously, right, I think we know these things. Honestly, I think we, we sometimes have these things in our head, but we, but we often forget or we often get uh, uh, busy with the hustle and bustle. And by the way, I'm not talking about being busy about bad things. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Buying, buying gifts and, and decorating your house and putting up a Christmas tree. and all, Those aren't bad things. But sometimes we get so busy about everything else that we forget what the real storyline of Christmas is all about. By the way, the real storyline of Christmas is the real storyline of the Bible itself. And that's Jesus Christ. Jesus is the true storyline of the entire Bible. Starting in Genesis, going all the way through the book of Revelation, Jesus is the focus, whether it be uh, the coming Messiah or the, the, the Messiah that has come, uh, whichever you look at, Old or New Testament, uh, Jesus Christ is the central theme. Yes, there's love. Yes, there's grace. Yes, there's mercy. Yes, there's long-suffering. All these things you can say when we talk about the Bible, you could say these are these are themes of the Bible, but it's kind of like the attributes of God, right? There's lots of attributes of God. Who is God? God is love, right? God is merciful and God is long-suffering. By the way, you ought to be really, really, really thankful that God is long-suffering. I know I am, and uh, God is patient with us, and, and God is all these things. But you know, there is a central characteristic of God. What is that central characteristic of God? That is His holiness. Because God is holy, He is love. Because God is holy, He is long-suffering. Because God is holy. And so it is the central theme. So there are other themes in the Bible, but the central theme, the central theme is Jesus Christ. The central theme of, um, of Christmas is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. John chapter number 1. You're familiar with this passage of Scripture. Uh, but read along with me here in John chapter number 1, in verse number 1. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Go down with me to verse 14. The scripture says this, And the word, what are we talking about the word? The word that we find in John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5. Verse number 14, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So as I think of Christmas, and I think of Jesus, and I think of him obviously being the central theme of uh, the Christmas story and of Christmas time, what we need to do around Christmas time, and really every season, but around Christmas time, what we need to do is we need a refocus. Have you ever had to refocus before? I mean, you ever had to just kind of stop and, 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 uh, and comprehend your life? Where, where am I at? What am I doing? Where am I going? Why am I doing this? Why am I going here? Why am I... In, you, ever, you ever... Sometimes, sometimes you forget to do it. You ever, you ever get up in the morning? I mean, get ready for the day. And then before you know it, you're like getting ready for bed. You're like, what, what just happened to that day? By the way, the older you get, the faster it goes, it seems to be. And, uh, and, and, and soon it's not just the day, it's the week. You just started the week and, and now, I mean, all of a sudden, poof, it's, it's, it's Sunday again or it's Saturday again. And you're just thinking to yourself, what, well, how did it go so fast? And, and, then, and then a month and then, my goodness, I, I, can't even, I can't even barely remember 2023. I mean... Seriously, we are at the end of 2023. I mean, it is absolutely mind-boggling to me. I think to myself, you know, I, I graduated from college. It's, it's, not that, it's not been that long ago. That's what I tell myself in my head. And then I think to myself, I mean, it was in the, I mean, it was 2000. It was 24 years ago. And then high school. You ever, think, you ever think that way? Anybody ever think that way? And you think back and you go, my, my, my goodness. I was in this, listen, I was in a, uh, uh, up at Acts 3, going there from time to time. They have books, and so I like to go in there, and me and Kyle were, were in there, and I was looking through the books, and I found this softback book that was some, something about schools. Well, so, stuff intrigues me, and so I'm looking at this book, and I, f- I flip over the the book, and on the back, there's a little excerpt about the book. And the book was about the Washington Post. I said, that's interesting. From where I'm from, there's a little tiny paper. It's called the Washington Post. And I keep reading. It's about the schools in Washington County in Cambridge, New York. I'm from Cambridge, New York. I'm thinking to myself, are you joking me? What in the world is this book doing in Rankin, Georgia? It's a long ways away. I mean, I'm not talking about this popular book that, you know, that, you know, David Jeremiah wrote. I'm talking about this uh, obscure book about, about school. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's cool. It's not been so long ago that I graduated from high school. Yikes. Right? Because it's just like you blink, and, and if you're not careful, you'll get through life, and you'll go day after day, week after week, month after month, and it'll get by you so fast that you'll look back and you'll think to yourself, what have I accomplished? What did I get done? Okay, so stop and think about it. New Year's a good time to do this, by the way. You stop and you think about this. What have I accomplished in 2023? Ever thought of that? Because... In the beginning of 2024, right? In the beginning of 24, you're going to do all, you're going to do wonders and blunders, right? My wife says, doing wonders and blunders and eating rotten cucumbers. I mean, that's what it ends up accomplishing, right? And so what am I going to do in 2024 when you get, you know what you should do? I've never done this, but we should, you should do it. 
Write down all the things. And by the way, wait until January 2nd. It never works if you do it on January 1st. Okay, so wait until January 2nd or 3rd, whenever. And write all these things down and keep it. Put it somewhere. And at the end of the year, about this time, look at that list. See if you've accomplished any of those things. And I don't think we do it on purpose. I just think that in life, sometimes it goes so fast that we don't stop and smell the roses. We don't stop and look at a sunset anymore. We don't slow down. And how many of us can attest to the fact that raising our children went so fast? Some of you that have little ones, you just think it's going slow. You just think it is. And people used to tell me that. I'm just like, oh, please stop. I'm just so sick and tired of hearing it. And now I'm got all raised. My kids are raised and they're all grown. And I look back and I think to myself, and I look at those, look those pictures of our kids that when they were small. And there's always times when you look back and say, I wish I would have. Oh, if I would have just changed. No, you can't. I'm not saying live there. I'm just saying that sometimes life goes so by so fast. James says, what is your life? It's a vapor. It appears for a little time and then it vanisheth away. It's gone. There's no rewind button. There's no redos. You don't get to, you don't get to redo it. I mean, you get one shot at this thing. And sometimes you got to slow down. Sometimes you got you to wait. We're, we're so busy. We're such a busy people. If we wait, listen, if I go through Chick-fil-A, it's the only fast food that I'll even attempt to eat. If I go through Chick-fil-A and I have to wait any amount of time, I start to grumble. Why? Because I'm so used to Chick-fil-A going, they're, 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 so, they're, they're known for their surface. And they're known for going fast. And God forbid if you get in Zaxby's line. When Burger King was open, I'm telling you, you wait absolutely forever. And you think to yourself, I don't want to wait. I want it, and I want it now. Right? Like they don't even have to make it. I just, just make it appear. I want it, I want it right now. And so we're living in that society, and if we don't slow down, don't you know in the, in the, in the book of Psalms uh, where, where the psalmist uh, uh, often will say the word S-E-L-A-H, Selah. You know what that word means, right? Pause. Pause. You know what God is literally saying? God is literally saying, okay, wait a minute. Think about what I just said. Digest it. Have you ever done this? Don't. Don't raise your hand. But most of us probably could, right? You ever done this? You ever sat down to do your devotions and you just flew through the verses? Like you might as well not have even read it. You ever, you ever been reading a book? If you're a reader, you've done this at some point in your life. You're reading a book and you're so sidetracked, you'll read an entire chapter and you go, I don't even know, I don't even know what I read. Because your mind's going 100 miles an hour, Right? I'm telling you, if we're not careful, that's where we'll live. This year will be gone. The decade will be gone. I mean, it just goes so fast. Stop. Refocus. Realize why does God have you here? Right? The book of Esther. God's got us here for such a time as this. And sometimes we just need to put the brakes on, take a little bit of time, and refocus. And our focus for Christmas ought to be Jesus Christ. So think about this with me for, for, for a few minutes this morning when it comes to Jesus and we see the Christmas story. Number one, we see the splendor of Jesus. We see the splendor of Jesus. Verses 1 through 5, it talks about the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 14, it says, We beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He, he is uh, the glory. Luke chapter 2 and verse 10 says, uh, uh, the angel says, uh, I bring you good tidings uh, of great joy, which shall be to all people. 
What are these good tidings? What is this great joy? It is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the good tidings and the great joy. He is the reason. He is the focus. When you're opening up gifts, when you're opening up cards, when you're telling somebody Merry Christmas, and I tell you, it just drives me insane. Drives me insane. Some of these companies that refuse to allow their employees to say Merry Christmas, say Happy Holidays, what, whatever. I, it just, I'm not doing it. And if I know I'm in, a, I'm in a place where I know that they're not allowed to say it, I say Merry Christmas as long as I can. You might not be, be able to say it, but I am able to say it. Why? Because Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, we're talking about glad tidings. We're talking about great joy. We're talking about Jesus Christ. Do you know the world don't get it? Do you understand that? There are things... It's, it's like peace and faith and all these things. They passeth all understanding, right? The world doesn't get it. They sing the songs. Every station. By the way, I, I love Christmas music, but I am a, I'm about done with it already. I mean, the same songs come on over and over and over again. And some of these songs are just dumb. I'm just telling you. But then a lot of them are good doctrinal songs. And you hear people, secular people, people that would never go to church, people that don't like church and don't like this and don't like, and they're singing these songs. They don't even know what they're singing. Isn't it amazing to you? The focus. It's unbelievable. They want the focus off of Jesus every other time of year. And then Christmas comes along and then all of a sudden everybody's singing about Jesus. Jesus ought to be the focus because Jesus is the splendor in every season of our life. Do you understand that? Where is Jesus in your life? Are you, first of all, are you saved? Do you know Christ is your Savior? Because if you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, then Jesus Christ is, 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 is in your heart. You've accepted Him by faith, and He is in your heart, and you're saved. So He is resident in your life. But the question is, is he president of your life? Is he, is he on the throne of your life? Is he the one making the decisions in your life? Is he the one that is directing your life? Because sometimes I think what we do is I think that we take Jesus and we got like, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a filing cabinet. I know they're obsolete. But I still have them because I write all my sermons. And so I have just filing cabinets full of sermons and, so, and illustrations. And, and then I've got this obscure folder. I don't like to throw anything away. I am. Listen, they say the first step to getting help is admittance. It's not helped me at all. I'm a hoarder. It's not helped me at all. Okay? So if I get something, I keep it. Do you, know, do you understand? Every year that the kids do a, a, a thing for me, for um, pastor appreciation, they're all over my office. I mean, I've got them tucked in nooks and crannies, and I've got them rolled up. I've got them hanging here. I've got, I keep everything. So I have this uh, obscure folder that I, it's like one of those things. I'm just not sure what to do with it. Yeah, anybody else have folders like that? And so I'll... Uh, but you know where it is? It's all the way back in the back of the thing. And I pull it all the way out and I stick whatever it is back there and I close it back up. You know, sometimes I think that's what we do with Jesus. We stick him all the way back. He's there, right? He's there, but he's like there when I need him. He's there when it's convenient. He's definitely there during Christmas time. He's there during Easter Right? During the, during the main holidays, by the way, that's sometimes the only two times people come to church is Christmas and Easter. But, but he's there, but he's not in the forefront. Is Jesus in the forefront of your life? You see, at the beginning of my filing cabinet, that same filing cabinet, at the very beginning is every note, every letter, every drawing, since my kids were tiny, that they've given me for Father's Day, for whatever it is, I've stuck it in there. I've stuck it in this, and it's got this great big file. You know, 
because I open it and sometimes I'll pull it out. I just, I just act like I'm not a softie. I'm a softie. I, I just love to look. I love, love to rum it. I love to look at pictures. I'm still that guy that likes to open up a book and actually look at pictures, not get your phone and scroll through the pictures on your phone. My 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 youngest Emma, she 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 um, a while back, a few years ago, she had to get a new phone. Well, she waited and she waited and she waited and she waited, and then her phone crashed. I'm telling you, I thought she was going to have a heart attack. I said, sweetheart, just get a new phone. My pictures, Dad. All of my pictures. I said, so get new pictures. I, don't, I can't replace these pictures. I can't do. I said, listen, dude, stop panicking. So now I have an external hard drive, and every so often she downloads all of her pictures on the external hard drive so she can have all these pictures so that you can flip through them. We do that, I don't know what it's called, Shutterfly or whatever it's called, and Wendy will get these little books made. I love them. You just kind of flip through them, reminisce, right? Isn't it great to reminisce? Isn't it great to think about family? Isn't it great to think about friends? Isn't it great to think about past accomplishments? And stop, do you know what you got to do? You have to take time. And, and remember, you got to take time and refocus. You got to take time and say to yourself, who is important to me in my life? I'll tell you who's important to me. My family is important to me. My church family is important to me. But let me tell you who's number one in my life. God is important to me. Jesus is important to me. Now, we say it. If I took the mic around this morning, I guarantee you everyone would, every single person sitting in here would say, oh yeah, God is number one in my life. But if he's number one in our lives, it ought to be evident with our life, not just with our mouth. We talk a good talk, but are we walking the walk that we're talking? That's the question. And so sometimes we got to stop. Sometimes we've got to refocus. Sometimes we've got to remember the splendor of Jesus Christ. It is all about him. Isaiah 9 and verse, uh, verse, number, uh, verse number 6. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. By the way, he's not called Wonderful Counselor. But if I, if I hear that one more time, I hear it on the radio all the time. And he's called Wonderful Counselor. No, he's called Wonderful Counselor. Those are two different, two different things. He is wonderful. Jesus Christ's splendor ought to be evident in every one of our lives. We ought to be lifting him up every chance we get. He ought to be the focus. Is he the focus in your home? Is Jesus Christ a splendor in your home? Do you know, we talk about the things we love. Do we not? You have a, you prob, if, you're, if you're a football fan, you probably have a, a favorite football team. And man, I'm here to tell you. I, I remember years ago, I mean, 15 years ago, some of y'all laugh at this, but I didn't know. Um, I thought that Bernard was one of the quietest people that I have ever met in my life. Honestly, I thought he never talked. I thought that he was just, uh, just kind of kept to himself. And one day we talked about football. And my goodness gracious, if you don't know, he's a... He was a Gator fan. Uh-oh. Bless him. But anyways, Florida Gator fan. And man, he likes his team. Randy likes South Carolina. Go Gamecocks. Allen, when he was here, he loved Alabama. It was hilarious because uh, Allen loved Alabama and Tara loved Auburn. And it was a constant fight. It was great. But Tom loved Tennessee. The rest of us that are saved love Georgia. <laughs> just, throw, just throw that out there for you. But you know what you do? You talk about it, right? You talk about your team. 
You talk about the things you love. You talk about your family because you love your family. You're proud of your kids and you show, listen, it, it's absolutely mind-boggling to me. We'll take the ugliest picture that any kid could ever draw and show everybody how wonderful this picture is. And everybody goes, oh, it's so nice. No, it is ugly. They didn't color inside the lines. But you know what? You're going to share, share it with everybody. You're going to take your grandkid. I don't care how ugly that kid is. I'm just telling you. I'm just being real with you. You're going to show everybody how, oh, look how beautiful she is. She's so wonderful. She... Why? Because you love her. Because you love him. We show off the things we love. We talk about the things we love. But somehow we got lockjaw when it comes to Jesus. Do we love him? Because if we love him, we ought to talk about him. If we love him, it ought to be evident not only with our mouth, but with our lives. And we ought to be sharing it with everybody we can. The splendor of Jesus ought to make a difference in every one of our lives. You see the splendor of Jesus. Number two, we see the surrender of Jesus. We see the surrender of Jesus. Chapter 1, verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The surrender of Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you think with me just for a second? Here's Jesus. Remember, remember, Jesus is eternal. He's eternal this way and this way. Right? He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. Jesus didn't stop being God. He started being man. Do you understand? He was the God-man. And so Jesus Christ is from eternity. And um, we need to understand that Jesus has no beginning. He was not created. He is God. And so Jesus, from the beginning, think about this with me. Jesus is from the beginning. He is, he is God. He is eternal. He is on the throne. And he leaves the splendor and the glory of heaven to come to this sin-sick world and surrender his life for something that he didn't even do, something that he didn't even commit. And he came out of love. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Guess who's lost? Not Jesus. It's you and me. We're the lost. Jesus surrendered his life for you and me. Think about this verse. Philippians chapter number 2. Philippians chapter number 2, verse number 5. The scripture says this, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. What, what a surrender. Jesus surrenders. Listen, listen to me. We don't surrender anything. We are so bullheaded. As people. And you might not like that, but it's just true. We are so, we want our way about everything. Why do you think there's always arguments? Why do you think there's always fights? Because we want our way. And because I'm always right. So if I'm always right and we're in an argument, you must be wrong. Right? Isn't that the conclusion? It's got, it's a logical conclusion. Because I'm never wrong. It's kind of how we think, and, and we don't ever surrender to anything. We don't ever humble ourselves. You know, sometimes it takes humility. And I'm telling you, every time it takes humility to say, you know what, I was wrong. You know what, I messed up. Boy, it might be a, like a punch in the face. But sometimes you just have to say, you know what, I've just, you win. It's okay. But we're so self-centered. Let me tell you what we need to get. We need to get Jesus-centered. What did he do? 
he surrendered. He humbled himself. He became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus knew this, even when you didn't. Jesus knew that you had no hope without his surrender. You had no hope without his obedience, the surrender of Jesus. And then look at this one, the sacrifice of Jesus. The sacrifice of Jesus. Verse number 29, John chapter 1. Uh, verse, number, uh, verse number 29. The scripture says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. I'm telling you, there are several times in the scripture that I say to myself, I sure would have loved to have been there. I sure would have loved to have been there. I'd have loved to have been there when, when Nebuchadnezzar threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the, in the fire. I'd have, I'd have loved to have been a... Now, I wouldn't have wanted to have been the, one of the ones that threw him in there, but I would, have went, I would have loved to have seen. I'd have loved to have been there. I'd have loved to have seen everybody's face with... When Moses put his staff down and parted the Red Sea, and everybody walked, walked over on dry ground, I would have loved to have been a bird's eye view when Jonah got thrown overboard and a whale came up and swallowed him. you imagine those people on the boat? Did you see that? Holy smokes, he just ate them. Well, I guess they knew that, you know, the, the whale took them to where he needed to go and dropped them on dry ground, but... I'd have loved to have been there. I'd have loved to have been there when Joshua got the message from the Lord and went back and told his military leaders, this is what we're going to do. We're going to march around the wall. We're going to blow some trumpets. And we're going to shout. And all the walls are going to come tumbling down. Listen, go, go, into, a, go into a men's meeting and say something like that. Can you imagine, can you, can you have been there when, 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 when Noah just started building this boat? No water, no rain, no nothing. Just started building this boat. Can you imagine the ridicule? I'm just afraid because I know myself. I'm just afraid in these situations I might have been one of the ones ridiculing them. And we get so misfocused and sometimes we 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 get off of where we should be or where we ought to be in our christian lives and so many of these people uh did these same things and i'm telling you what a what a what a blessing it would be what an awesome thing it is to remember the sacrifice of jesus christ how he left the glories of heaven how he came to this sin sick world when he died for you and for me. Think about this verse, 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 21. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Think about that. Sacrifice of Jesus, what he gave, he, he gave of himself. He died in your place, and he died in my place. Think about this last one. Not only the splendor of Jesus and the surrender of Jesus and the sacrifice of Jesus, but then we see the success of Jesus, the success of Jesus. Back in, first, or back in John, John chapter 1 and verse number, uh, verse number 12. But as, as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The success of Jesus. And the angel of the Lord said, remember, remember at the tomb, what did the angel of the Lord say? He's not here. He's risen, like he said. What a powerful statement. You're, you're looking at an empty tomb because he's not here. Nobody came and took him. He's risen. 
He told you he was going to rise. He told you he was going to conquer death. He told you he's going to conquer hell. He's got the keys to hell and to death. And he has risen. He has succeeded. And by the way, Jesus Christ has succeeded where every man has ever failed. You can't die for your own sins. You can't die. For, even if you were willing to die for somebody else's sins, you can't do it. You know why? Because it takes somebody that's perfect. And I don't care what your friends and your spouse and your parents tell you. You're not perfect. You're a sinner. You've missed the mark. How do I know that? Because Romans tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know what that word all is? I like to call them great big little words. A-L-L. Just a little word, but boy, it encompasses everybody, doesn't it? All. I mean, it is unbelievable to think that we would even think or have, uh, have a thought that we could get ourselves to heaven. Jesus is the only way. And he has succeeded. Everyone that comes to him, everyone that believes, how do I know? How do I know that I'm saved? Some people struggle with that. Some people struggle with that. And it's a real struggle in their life. How do I know that I'm saved? I know that I'm saved because I placed my faith and trust in Jesus Christ and it's not in my hands anymore. That's what I thought before I got saved. Boy, I heard the gospel. I didn't get saved the first time I heard it. And I was a, I was a bad person. I mean, I was just a bad person. I joined the military. The military had helped me, helped me out a lot. Um, but when I was a kid, I was the kid that got with the other bad kids and went and graffitied the, graffitied the school and broke windows and, I mean, did all sorts of things we weren't supposed to do and got in trouble and really enjoyed getting in trouble. I mean, I just, we just enjoyed it. It was just, we were just bad children, bad teens. Military helped me out with that. It just helped, helped me turn my bad into a different bad. Boy, I tell you, when I first heard the gospel, I thought to myself, man, that sounds good, but there's some things I'm going to have to straighten out in my own life. I got to stop doing this. I got to quit doing that. Well, I'm going to have to start doing this. And some of the stuff I tried on my own. I don't know if you ever tried, but let me tell you something. When you do it in your own power, you're going to fail and fail again and fail again. And it gets so frustrating my salvation isn't in my strength. My salvation isn't in my concentration. My salvation isn't in me saying, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. My salvation is by faith, and that faith is placed in the right place. If you place your faith in the church, the church will fail you. You place your faith in a person, that person will fail you. You place your faith in the government, first of all, you ain't got no sense. Second of all, it'll fail you, right? You put your faith in education, you put your faith in whatever it is you're putting your faith in. If you're putting your faith in it for your, for your salvation, it will fail you every time because there is only one name under heaven whereby we must be saved, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. Place your faith and trust Him. I don't have enough faith, preacher. God never said you had to have a certain amount of faith. God said you take the faith that you have and you place it in the right place. Jesus Christ is a success. He died on the cross, was buried, and He rose again the third day. The Bible says He's ever at the right hand of the Father. And He's interceding for you and me. That's success, folks. And every person that calls upon his name is saved. Whether you think they deserve to be saved or not has nothing to do with it. It's by faith, placing it in the success, placing it in the finished work of Jesus Christ. This Christmas season, remember, Jesus is the reason. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not saved. You've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Can I tell you this morning that God loves you? Jesus Christ paid your penalty, 
paid your sin debt so that you can be saved. See, preacher, I'm not sure about my salvation. Could you pray for me? Put your, put your hand up and right back down and I pray for you. I'm not going to come to where you are. I won't embarrass you in any way. I just want to pray for you by need. I'm not sure about my salvation, preacher. Please remember me in your prayers. Is there one? You know, it's a blessing, isn't it? Christmas time, as we think about Christmas time, as we think about Jesus, uh, we think about what a blessing it is to be saved. So many people today, so many people in our world that aren't. But praise God that we can know that our sins are forgiven. We can be so thankful and refocused on the real meaning of Christmas because it's all about Jesus. Let's stand together, head bowed, eyes closed, instruments playing this morning. A hymn invitation. Can I invite you to come? Talk it over with Jesus this morning. Maybe speak in your heart about something very specific. Maybe it's about humbling ourselves. Maybe it's about refocusing. Maybe it's about making Jesus the reason for not only this season, but for every season of your life. If you need to come for whatever reason, as the instruments play this morning, you come. Amen. Good to see you this morning. You may be seated uh, real quick. If you have, uh, uh, we got one decision, and then, um, uh, and then if you have kids or babies over in the nursery, if you could go get them, we're going to um, be handing out the, um, handing out the um, candles and doing a, a candlelight. Brother Tim's going to sing a couple uh, lead us in a couple songs uh, this morning, some Christmas songs. And so if you could help me out with that, that would be great. The kids are going to want to be in here uh, for that. Miss Deborah, you come on up here. This is Miss Deborah Rushing. And Miss Deborah has been coming to the church now for, uh, for a little while. And she really uh, feels like uh, uh, this is where the Lord uh, has planted her and uh, wants her here. And uh, she's just got a, a, a little short testimony that she wants to share with the church uh, this morning. And and, uh, but if you rejoice with her and her decision, let her know by saying amen. 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 We praise the Lord for that and praise the Lord for her. And the uh, Lord's really been working on her heart and uh, started coming around um, VBS and started helping with VBS. 20, and 2,000. 2,000. 2022. Two, yeah. I amen. I my first service. Go ahead. Do you mind if I put my book downstairs? No, of course not. Here, let me, let, me bring, let me bring it down here. Thank you. You're welcome. I know this looks long, but I can talk a lot if you realize when you know me. But I'm going to try to make this very short. I'm just going to start it like this. I forgot my glasses. I was nervous this morning with him being in Angela. God has blessed me to be able to have reading glasses. I usually can't. My testimony of my entire life, it started at birth. My mother was in labor. They left her unattended. She literally fell off the table. And then, since then, from that moment on, I have always been upside down. <laughs> now, what I didn't know or realize 
was that God had his hands on me the entire
you. And if you ever need a testimony, one day I'm going to put it on paper because, again, something happened yesterday that ensured me of the faith and what God has been able to do for me in my life because he gave me prayers and some answers I never, ever expected. So, again, I love to all of you and to you and your family. God bless you all. Amen. 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 Thank you, Miss Deborah. Now, let me let me let let me let you know this. Um, I did not tell Miss Deborah she had to do that to join the church. Okay, because some some of y'all are gonna go. I ain't never joining that church. Uh, but uh, you don't you don't have to do that. But I'm glad she did that, and uh, uh, I'm thankful for her and thankful that God sent her um, sent her our way. All right, this time we're gonna have um, the uh, the ushers uh, with the candles. If y'all will come. Uh, with the candles and uh, start handing them out. Do we? Oh, you already have. Wow. Were you doing that while I was sitting here? I told you I can't see. Anybody need? Anybody else need a candle? If you'll slip your hand up real quick. There's a couple that don't have them. Y'all are fast. How did you get those candles so fast? Oh. I didn't get one. If you need a candle, just kind of slip your hand up. We'll get by and get you one. Go ahead and do that right now. Okay, if you are, if you have, no, no, not if you personally have a lighter. But if you have been assigned a lighter, if you'll come and we're going to go ahead and light those candles. Don't. Don't whip one out of your pocket and light your own. <laughs> Just saying. They're going to come and going to light. And if you got somebody next to you, if you want to just kind of go down and light the, share the fire. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Once we have them all lit, we'll go ahead and stand. We're going to sing a couple songs. I need to be lit. All right, and the and the and the, and the question might be, well, why are we doing a, why are we doing candlelight? Well, there's a couple reasons. Um, I'm not going to preach another sermon. I'm just want to. Just want to share this with you. Um, you know, Jesus being the focus, uh, he, is, he is the light, right? He is, he is the light of the world. He's the hope uh, that we have in this world. But understand this. On top of that, the Bible says that we're to be lights. And we're not supposed to hide our, hide our candles. We're supposed to be showing our candles and letting everybody know uh, that uh, who we are and um, why we do what we do, and uh, it's all about Jesus, and He is uh, the light of the world. Silent night, holy night, all is 
has come. Receive her king. 